Good morning and happy birthday church. Today we celebrate our fourth birthday. Four years ago this week we launched our first ever Sunday gathering. We dreamt of building a community that would live the way that Jesus does, seeking to shape the culture of Manchester one life at a time. What a journey. What a privilege to know, to have met so many of you, to have seen so many that have passed through us and just taken a bit of a, a grasp and a catch of something through maybe the years or months or weeks that they were with us. What a time to be alive, now to be joining with you digitally rather than in person. This morning I just want to spend a few moments celebrating some of the stories of what the Father is doing among us. This is just a snapshot, but it's important to give glory to God as we stir our faith again for what's ahead. We don't want to just talk about faith, we want to live it out. We want it to be part of our discipleship journey and that is so celebrating what the Father is doing among us and how he's changing us and how he's shaping us. You know, before we jump in, I just want to see, I've seen over the last week, for many of you, the screw has turned slightly harder and slightly further down. The realisation that this is probably going to be a season of life a bit longer than many of would have foreseen back in March. Therefore, to see so many of the burdens that you're facing, the challenges, the pressures, the change in dreams and hopes that you would have had for this year and beyond that are now being realigned in a way that you can't control. For many, whether you realise it or not, to have the underlying pressures, irritations and anxieties that can disrupt and interrupt, that can clash and can collide with our lives, that then can shape the outworking of our faith. I've often, and I've mentioned before, I've reflected on how Charles Spurgeon responded to the cholera outbreak in the 1850s. It was said this, as Spurgeon gave himself to his pastoral work, he soon began to grow physically and mentally exhausted. He began to fear for his own safety and amid his fears though he learned to entrust himself to God and his faithfulness. I know for many of you you feel exhausted and you feel weary and yet again we entrust ourselves to God and his faithfulness. Paul wrote in Titus, in Titus 1 it says this, I have been sent to proclaim to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. We have been sent to proclaim. I want to stir us again to faith this morning, faith and courage in this time. This may be not the year that we planned. This might not be how we thought we would celebrate our fourth birthday, but we have been sent to proclaim faith and courage. Paul goes on to write to Titus and he says this, I left you on the island of Crete so that you would complete our work there and appoint elders in each, each town as I instructed you. I wish he'd left me on the island of Crete but that's another story. He says I left you on the island of Crete so that you would complete our work. 
there and appoint elders in each town as I've instructed you. Right now, in this moment, we've got to complete the work in our communities, in our streets, in our houses, in our neighbourhoods, in our universities, in our workplaces, in the schools, and they need us to be elders to be leaders, to carry spiritual weight and authority. What is an elder? We've always said an elder is what an elder does. It says this, he must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others. We want to be people that live in faith, with courage and conviction, leading in a time when others around us are spinning. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. That's what the passage says. We've got to be faith proclaimers, faith announcers, faith declarers, faith broadcasters, faith carriers. I want to pray over us and believe for us today that we would have a new measure and deposit of faith to go again. We stood four years ago, we were full of faith for what could be. Oh yeah, we were nervous. There's no two ways about it. We were out on a limb. We were out of our comfort zone. But that's what faith is. We are people who live by faith, not by sight. We are people of faith. Faith is a risk. Faith is out there. But we choose faith over fear. We look to what the Father has already done among us and we go again, church. We go again. In many ways, this feels like just the beginning. Do you remember on our birthday in 2018, some of you would have been with us then. We launched the Love Manchester van. We wanted to be able to quickly respond to the needs of the city and move more quickly in doing that. We've regularly filled it with stuff. We've collected and distributed stuff to some of the most pressing needs we've been aware of in the city. It was just a seed. It was a step of faith. It was the start of pressing forward in those early days, seeking to do whatever we could with whatever we had. In the February of 2019, we shared with you the dream that we believed the Lord had showed and sowed into us that now is becoming 422. 422 is the location of the building. It's going to house some of the the stuff that we do to reach out into the city. But the name actually came from 2 Timothy 4.22. It says this, May the Lord be with your spirit and may his grace be with all of you. Paul had reached the end of his life and he could look back and know that he'd been faithful to the call of God. It was a time for him to pass on the, the, the torch, the baton to the next generation, preparing leaders to take his place so that the work of hearing the life-changing message of Jesus would continue. That building has been part of our story. What's our legacy in this city? Well, it's to dare to believe that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we could breathe life and hope into a community. To dare to believe in faith that we could seek to see the end of child poverty. To dare to believe that we could step out on a, on a journey that some might see as humanly impossible and beyond human resource, but if the Lord has ordered it, he's going to pay for it. If that's the door that he's asking us to push, the only the, 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 the resources that we need are going to be there in abundance, and it's only him that could provide for it to happen. 
Who would have foreseen a global pandemic and the pain and the challenges that that community are facing have only increased. The need was there before, but it's accelerated and it's amplified. Would the Lord be with your spirit? Would we have faith? May his grace be with us. May it extend out. May the Lord be with the spirits of those that we reach out to. May his grace extend out to them. Let's just jump across to 422. What a phenomenal journey we've been on together as a church. Steph and I just wanted to take this moment to say thank you. Here we are in 422. Thank you for the time you've given, the effort, the energy, the prayer, the finances that you've released to see this dream come into fruition. We believe we're in a moment to do something to step into eradicating child poverty in this community, in this city, and we believe this building is part of that dream and that vision. For the, um, when, when we sowed the seed with you, then the squatters moved in and all sorts needed to happen to, to bring us to the place that we're now in. And we just wanna say thank you, but also thank you to Stuart. He's carried so much behind the scenes to make this vision a reality. And we wanna hand over to him to share the good news. Great news. What I thought would take a few weeks ended up taking well over a year, but it's done. We've signed the lease and we're enormously grateful to all the people who have helped us do that. Manchester City Council, the councillors, the officers. Uh, it's been a long journey, but we're there. And we've got great plans. Our architect has drawn up some incredible designs that maximise the space and we're good to go. We're gonna get this ground floor open, we're gonna open the kitchen, we're gonna open the cafe, and we're gonna open some social rooms and use those in the maximum way we're permitted to do so. And we're not stopping there. We're then also gonna tackle the basements, get some flexible working space in there, also use them for adult education in the evenings, and then we're gonna develop the hall and move on from there. And we very much hope that in 18 months, we'll have the whole building. Six months to open the ground floor, 18 months to have the whole building utilised. And we're going to maximise every penny that we've been given. We're using a huge range of partners to deliver this, from apprentices to the adult education services, all sorts of excellent partners who are helping us to deliver it and we look forward to everybody's help and contributing to what will be an excellent project. We're so grateful to the Victorians who have built this magnificent hall. There's so many reasons to save this building that this probably has to be one of the biggest reasons. We want to fill this place full of activities, get people from around the community in here again. This hall used to hold 600 people. We're not going to get that many in now, but we still want to pack it to the rafters for people enjoying themselves, doing stuff, whether it be informal sport, walking, football, singing, dancing, all of those activities. Let's get people in here enjoying themselves, having fun and uplifting activities.
We're excited for all that's ahead. This is a journey and a step of faith once again. It feels like, if anything, we're right at the beginning again, about to go, and we're delighted for the part you've played. We're excited for the part you will play in all that is ahead. This has never been about a building. This is about investing in a people and breathing life into them. And we can't wait for what's ahead. We haven't yet physically put pen to paper on this lease, but we have a deal in place and we wanted to celebrate that with you this morning. I want to again just thank Stuart for carrying so much of this and for keeping on, keeping on at times where it's felt quite a feat, but it's ultimately, it's a step of faith and we go again for this next stage. This is an amazing moment for us. As Stuart just mentioned, um, some of the partnerships, the networks and the links that are formed, this is a kingdom moment. We dream, dreamt of building a community that would live the way that Jesus did, seeking to shape the culture of Manchester one life, at a time and we're taking another step towards that today this morning and in this next chapter we believe that this is also part of releasing many of the dreams and cries of the heart of your heart that god is embedded in you for the city we long to see people empowered to be in their place to bring what the lord has put on their hearts their unique gifts and abilities to the table you know last year king Many of you will know Maple and King, but King uh, joined for, for one alongside a number of others and he gave a day a week or so to serve and invest in the church and to serve this city. One of the things that he picked up was trying to help shape and strengthen our communications. And he dreamt last November, I think it was, around last November, of developing a phone app across multiple platforms. So much of culture has moved to smart devices and it's a quick and easy way to join up some of the dots of our communications, but also to reach into other people's lives, to make the, more, the church more accessible and engaging for an emerging generation. And when we started that, who knew that something like this would be so needed given the pandemic? After much, and I mean much work, on an unbelievable amount of work, drawing in the skills of many others like Robin's done some of the design work, we are delighted to say, as of right now, if you search in the app stores on you know, uh, Apple devices or the, the Google store, if you search for Manchester Vineyard, you can now download our app. I hope that you will see for yourselves, it's gonna streamline our communications and connections. It's gonna make things way more uh, accessible and even putting some of the talks and Sunday streaming in a place that works for you. King, I just wanna say thank you for running with a dream in your heart to serve the church in this way. People serve in so many, many, many different ways at many different times. It's phenomenal to see what you're all doing and how you're all giving and the remarkable difference that makes to us as a community, but then our efforts to serve this city. I probably lost most of you now because you're downloading the app, but you know, we love being church together. We love what God is forming 
us into, how he's shaping us to become more like him on our journey together. We just wanted to give some of this year's 4-1 a chance to share some of the reasons why they love being church together. Let's hear from some of them. Hi there, so we have 4-1 here and we're just going to share what we love about Manchester Vineyard. I love Manchester Vineyard because I love doing life with a community of believers of all different ages and backgrounds. Uh, something I love about Manchester Vineyard is the calling to love and serve and bless the city. I love uh, small groups. I love doing the ups and downs of life and sharing that with each other. I love that there's always something to invite people to. I love that we're a church who look outside of ourselves and towards other people. I love um, the support through the tough times. I love having a relationship with so many different people and just being able to laugh with yeah, people from different ages and stages in life. I love the wonderful community um, that there is in Manchester Vineyard. We celebrate all that God is doing among us. Steph and I were struck just again this week afresh by some of the emerging stories of what God is doing, what God has done and is doing among us, just how so many of those stories are so fresh. This time and season feels like preparation for us, for all that's ahead. For some of you, this season may feel like the pause button has been pressed, but those who wait on the Lord renew their strength. If you feel like you're waiting, the Lord still could be renewing us, refreshing us and strengthening us in this time. We heard just this last week that a lady who served at the food bank alongside a number of you wants to do Alpha. We wanted to give some of 4-1 just a moment to share just a few, just a couple of the stories of this last week with you. I was able to share about the 422 building and the work of the church with a guy who came to fix the gas leak. So I dragged him into the building and told him all about Manchester Vineyard and what we're doing there. I invited my friends Alpha and they said yes. Um, at the 422 building, it's been a great opportunity to check in with people and have them be able to share things that they wouldn't share over Zoom. And it's also been great uh, for locals walking past to um, catch our vision and be excited about what we're doing. Isn't it brilliant? Some of you might have picked up that Alpha has been really fruitful in this time and we're about to do it again. We would encourage you to consider in faith who you might encourage to do it. Because we aren't together in person, sometimes we might not realise all that the Father is doing among us. Thomas recently caught up with Jack and Shan who both have come to know Jesus in this time. Jack is just going to share a bit of that story with us. Uh, Jack, would you say that you had uh, much experience of Christianity before doing Alpha? No, no. So um, I grew up always very spiritual. Um, I always sort of knew there was something else, but I never questioned what it might be. And um, sort of joining this, we, we were asked um, if Christianity was a train, where are you on the train? And um, I was sort of on a horse chasing after the train, wondering whether or not I should jump on it. Um, and eventually <laughs> I decided to jump on that train. It's kind of defogged everything. Everything's a lot more clearer. Um, I, I read the Bible on a daily occurrence. Um, I'm a lot more happier. Yeah, um, annoyingly happier, you know, those people. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I feel a lot more at ease and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to carry on with the journey um, that, that I've started here. 
Brilliant. Jack and Shan have come to know Jesus in this time. To God be the glory for all that he's doing among us. There's many other stories we don't have time to share this morning, but we want to keep stepping into a greater understanding and expression of our relationship with Jesus. And we want to keep sharing the hope and the life and the truth that we found in ever increasing ways with those around us. Pascal is just going to give us a little update on how that might look in the days ahead. Good morning. So I am here with Kate. We've both really valued being involved with the many ways our church family have loved Manchester. Um, I love being part of a church that has compassion right at its core. Um, I remember in the early days when we first started meeting on Sundays as a church, the first big announcement was that even though we had already outgrown our venue and human logic might have indicated that we should take an offering, find a bigger one, we were going to put the needs of the city first and take an offering towards developing our compassion ministry. We started as we meant to go on and so since day dot compassion has been the lifeblood of who we are as a church and at every opportunity, especially where we have been pressed and been feeling the pinch and particularly in this year, we at Manchester Vineyard have thrown ourselves into loving Manchester and serving the needs of this city. Kate, would you be able to share a bit about how we've been doing that in this season? Yeah. Um, so as a church, we stepped up and stepped in to provide what support we could. Um, for many, that was food, the same packages received by um, for those that had met the government criteria. There are many, there are many people that that didn't meet that criteria. Um, and for those, particularly those with babies and young children, it was nappies, wipes, baby food, uh, formula toiletries um, and clothes for children aged between naught and five years. Mm. Oh, amazing. And can you give us a picture of who, um, who we've been reaching out to? Yeah, um, as we began working alongside the council to support those in need, it was apparent that there was a group of people whose circumstances um, didn't meet the, the government criteria for accessing support. Uh, these included asylum seekers without refugee status and families who were just essentially poor. Um, many non-skilled low-income workers, those on zero hours contracts, um, uh, many had lost, lost their jobs at the beginning of the pandemic and were unable to support their families. So over the years you've been building relationships with many um, local children's centres, offering them and their outreach workers practical help and that's kind of, that's all happened alongside our usual kind of food bank stuff um, as well. Can you give us a bit more of an insight into, into some of those connections? So over the course of the pandemic we've supported six different children's centres across um, Longsight, Hardwick and Gorton. Um, and the level of deprivation across these areas of the city is, is huge um, and it continues to grow. But it has been a real privilege to be able to build relational, relational connections with, um, with the families on their doorstep, really, to, to have a chat with them about, um, about what they need and, um, and to also work alongside the outreach workers who have such a great amount of insight into the level of needs in the area. It's really gone from previously when we were just dropping off donations to be kind of distributed 
um, to really kind of being able to relate to the people that we're that we're donating things to. So that's been amazing. And absolutely. Um, and what I love is that while our, our work to restore Feel 2-2 continues, you know, people are, are there on Sundays helping to rip out stages and stuff. And we're so expecting for what God will do in that building in, in years to come. Um, I love that we haven't pressed the pause button in the meantime. We haven't pressed pause on what we're currently doing and God is continually shaping our hearts. Um, and the ways that we can serve our city and he just sp keeps spurring us on into action, doesn't he? So it's, um, uh, yeah, I just love it. Um, we'd love for the wider church family to keep a lookout for how they can get stuck in because as we, as you've said, we've kind of wound down some of the council help that we were giving um, and the need is still massive. We're still getting loads of requests from from families in need. So keep a lookout um, on social media and, in the newsletter to find out how you can get a bit more stuck in and um, help us do that. Wouldn't you say more of the same? More of the same. To God be the glory for great things he has done among us, but now the cry of our hearts is more. We have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. I pray that we would be representatives in houses, on the roads and the streets, in the workplaces, in the highways and the byways of this city, shining and proclaiming through the way we live our lives and compassionately reach into the lives of others and seek to meet the needs of some of the most pressing needs that we find. Nothing and no one will stop God building his church. And we go again in preparation for all that's ahead, strengthened in the power of the Holy Spirit with faith and with courage. Some of you will have joined us more recently. Can I encourage you to do a few things? I wanna say join us on, online in times like this. We're a community. We're a community on a journey together. Join a small group, be part of that community. We wanna break down into smaller groups to be known and to know others, to be discipled together. Join in with all that God is doing. You know, teams are going to look slightly differently from when we were in person, but there's still many things going on and many things for you to be involved with. Come and be part of that. And then finally, we serve a radically generous God who calls us to be a generous people. At Manchester Vineyard, this means that we give financially to provide the church with the resources we need to do things well. It also enables us to show God's generosity to those outside of the church. At Manchester Vineyard, we, we believe that we give as an act of worship, not out of obligation or guilt, but as an overflow of our hearts. These are challenging financial times, but we continue to seek to be the church and to, to each other, but also then to be extravagantly generous to the city. We wanna do that, we wanna be that. We'd, we'd, we're gonna have a Zoom call tonight. We'd love you to join us as we do that. We're gonna take the, the Lord's Supper together to share as one body. You can find the link for that and all the other things that I've mentioned on the website, or actually you'll find them on the app if you've downloaded it. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all of your loved ones now and forevermore. We bless you. We bless you, church, and we celebrate this moment together as we go again. 
I've just asked Matty to gather a few people this morning from the church who are going to pray over us as we close this morning. But God bless you. May you know him more closely in this next chapter together. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Matty, part of the team here, and we're going to be praying. Uh, so just a whole range of people uh, representing our, our church, really. So let's get into it. We're just going to finish by praying. Felt like the Lord gave me a passage this morning, um, Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 13, from the Passion Translation. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of the flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion and run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. So Lord, I just pray that you inject hope and encouragement during this time. Lord, I pray that you would light up our path, lead us forward, even when we can't see far. Lord, we want to abandon our understanding to follow you, to follow you, Jesus, for you are the only way. I thank you for your promises that you would never leave us or forsake us and that you have a plan and purpose for each one of us and that they are all full of your goodness. So we answer your call, we arise, we choose to see the new that is bursting forth and we, are tune, we want to tune our ears to hear your voice. I thank you that we don't need to go far to hear your voice for you are closer than our breath. So Lord, I pray now for everyone at Manchester Vineyard, I pray for protection physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, Lord, there have been so many birthdays during lockdown. Uh, there's a mixture of emotions because people are excited, people are, um, people are, are fearful and uh, not sure exactly what's happening. Lord, we thank you that as a church, we're not limited to just Sunday mornings. We can celebrate together throughout the week, uh, not particularly in a building, but we can have the use of technology. And we thank you for everything that that means for us here. Lord God, we just pray that you can excite us and uh, fill us up with your spirit that we're able to touch so many lives here in Manchester. Lord God, we thank you so much and just celebrate and look forward to so many more birthdays together. Amen. Well, thank you so much for Manchester Vineyard and how loving and caring everyone is. Thank you for how much of a home it has been made for me and many other people who have joined quite recently. Um, Lord, I really pray for the students in this time, especially the freshers um, who are coming into a different place in a different city and maybe looking for a church. And it might be so difficult in this season where you can't go in person, you can't meet lots of different people like you used to do. Please help them find a home and if it's Manchester Vineyard, let them come and let them really just experience church, even if it is online. Let them have a new family away from home. Please let them just feel your peace and feel your just freedom, Lord, and especially help them to find a home. Amen. I just feel that God's given me the, the, the beginning of Psalm 42. And I pray that for each of you. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my pa soul pants for you, O oh God. And Father, I pray that for each of us in Manchester Vineyard, you would give us deepening desires 
that can only be quenched by you. Holy Spirit, stir up in each one of us a thirst, a hunger that can only be satisfied with you. And I just want to pray this prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesian church. For this reason, I come before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So Lord, we really want to thank you so much for your love, for your grace, for your mercy upon us. Lord, we just want to say that we love you and we need you as children of God. Thank you for the church, Manchester Vineyard. Thank you also, Lord, for your church in this world. Help us to love you so much more than we have done so far. So help us to be aware of your presence. Help us to be aware of people's need even more during this time. It's a really difficult time for many people, time of darkness. And we know we have your light in us because you are the light. You are the word that is alive. So we just want to share your love, share your compassion to others in a way that people will turn to you and will know you as you are loving God. In Jesus' name, amen. And yeah, Father, we, we thank you so much. As Peterson just prayed that we have your presence that you've never left us. This has been a hard time for the church. It's been a hard time for probably everyone in the church, but Lord, we thank you we have you. We thank you that you're whispering, that you, that you want us to hear you. I pray you'd help us to hear you and help us to just obey and to get excited about the things that you're excited about, to follow you into what you're doing. Thank you that amidst the hardships, there's just so many opportunities in this time. So I pray every person in our church would be hearing you more, that Paul and Steph, who lead, would, would be hearing you more. We all would, and we just follow you together. Thank you for this year that's gone, and we're grateful already that you go with us into, into the year to come. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to see you all soon. Bye.